0: Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report gives you the latest on all things Suns in the trade market, the extension market, and more coming up right here on Locked on Suns. You are Locked on Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back. This is Locked On Phoenix Suns. I'm your host, Brendan Clean, covering the Suns the past five seasons as a credentialed media member. Thank you for mis- making Locked On Suns your first listen every single morning. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On PHX Suns. Follow me on Twitter at Brendan Clean14. Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report joins us for the final installment of our Suns preview series, question number 13, and it is. How can the Suns improve the team in season? Wanted to wait till the end to do this one because wanted to see if anything happened during the preseason. Uh, Jake, how are you feeling heading into the year? You've been doing a ton of work over at Bleacher Report. How are you feeling?
1: I'm doing well. It's uh, it's been a bit of a challenge, I'd say, in terms of getting back into the swing of things after the offseason. I, I really enjoyed some time off. Turns out um, you're it. Right. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, but the season's back, you know. Not not a real job, right? Very happy to just talk about and write sure, about back sure. for a living. So uh, all's well, man. Thanks for having me. How are you?
0: I'm uh, I'm doing well. I'm excited. I'm I've been telling the audience it took me a bit to uh, fully get to that point of the excitement part of this, but we do have basketball. The Suns just completely kicked everybody to the ground during the preseason, so that was fun to watch. Uh, but let's get into it. Let's get into the trade stuff get into the stuff that that makes people uh go crazy here in the nba so early in the off season, you had a lot of stuff on jalen smith uh the sun shopping him using summer league to showcase him we haven't heard as much since then uh from you or or anyone and obviously still on the roster played a, quite a bit in the preseason got all all summer league honors for whatever that's worth um <laughs> So what can you tell us about what's changed with Smith's situation and how his future is viewed
1: around the NBA? I wouldn't say all that much has changed. Um, I'm I'm not going to lie that. When I make calls to people, I'm not typically... He's not
0: the first thing that comes up?
1: No. Um, But, I mean, the fact that he did come up at a certain point and that was reflected multiple times is why I definitely wrote about it back when I did um, you know but this happens I think you know when 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 trade conversations get reported I think a lot of times they get misconstrued to the public which is why I I always very like I I choose my words carefully but you know most of the time when you know a team's not shopping a player um, or most of the time when, when it's when it's considered a team's shopping a player they're not they're making the guy available I do think Phoenix was actively calling teams and saying hey. What can Jalen Smith get us? Being that, listen, he was a number 10 pick in the draft at a certain point not too long ago. That still has some, some sticker value, if you Less will. Less than a year ago, or just about a year ago, which is crazy. Yeah. You well, know, I used to yeah. be at all top of my head. No, every single player was in which year's draft. But now I've been covering the league for nine years now and it's kind they of pandemic. They blend together. Yeah. Um, but um, it, yeah, I mean, the number 10 pick is still something that. the closer we are to that draft night that he was picked, well, it was 2019? 2020. 2020, yeah. yeah. So the closer we are to 2020, the the more value that number 10 pick will have in terms of his, you know, brand value on the NBA trade market, right? The further we go away from that, the less time he – and the less he continues to take strides on the court, which, let's be honest, at this point – it doesn't, he doesn't seem to be a, a, a critical, integral member of Monty Williams' rotation, right? Um, you know, those are just the factors that set up. to – It seems obvious that they would at least try to poke around and see what they can get on him. Um, so I haven't heard anything new on that situation. Just because he hasn't been moved doesn't mean that, like what he showed in preseason, means that they are all gung ho about you know Jalen Smith. Again, doesn't mean that other teams uh, won't call around you know, when December 15th comes around and, and, and free agents are able to be traded or at the deadline. Because, um, you know, I will say this as an overall thought moving forward about Phoenix, but also every team in the contending sphere and the NBA, they're not looking at their rosters as complete right now. They're looking at their rosters as a, a first draft, if you will. So a lot of movement can definitely still happen, just like we saw last year trade deadline.
0: Yeah. On that note, Thad Young is obviously a guy that everybody wants i'm sure around the league i mean he's a veteran i think he i think he had comments where he you know wants to finally win it's kind of a crazy situation for him where despite being such a well-renowned player he hasn't really been on a great team in his whole career um what what you did some reporting on the spurs recently about sort of the, the the overall direction of the franchise and that some people there are, are still kind of, you know, in that middle ground of not knowing what's going to come next over there. I think that fits into the the idea of, of Thad and, and what his purpose is over there and, and whether he might become available. They don't make a ton of trades. So around the league, what do you hear when people talk about Thad? And is he somebody you expect to be one of the early players to be available around the league?
1: Well, I, I'm not going to say this to phrase Thad as malcontent. He's a pretty good guy and, and always been a pretty good locker room presence. But I, for everything I've heard, I don't believe Thad wants to be in San Antonio right now. I think he wants to be in a winning environment. He's getting he's getting up there in age. Um, and for, for role players like him who have made a, a good living in this league, they've recognized that they need to be a part of winning teams in order to get paid. And if you kind – of, I mean, Thad Young is Thad Young. I think people will know. Uh, what his value is um, but the, the longer you're out on the periphery of the league's actual like contending sphere like if you're just playing meaningless games and it's a, a bottom five team yeah your value tends to start to decrease a little bit so I think um, there is a chance he he gets moved you know in 2021 let's say you know before the calendar flips. Um, I wouldn't say it's likely. I say it's possible. He's always going to have interested suitors. His contract number has always been very fair, and yeah, Phoenix has had interest in Thad Young. It's obviously a different front office now, but dating back to when he was in Philadelphia and when he was on the right. trade block in Sam Hanke's process, I wrote about that in my book. Uh, I mean, he definitely Robert Sarver, let's say, has been brought um, you know a potential trade opportunity for Thad Young before and been interested. Um, so. Make that make of that what you will. I'm, I'm not saying that that young is totally coming to Phoenix, but it, it's it's a conversation I would imagine would continue to be held as, as the season. Yeah. on.
0: Yeah, I think the only thing to me that would prevent it. I mean, we don't know what the price would be, although I don't imagine it would be anything insane. And then on the flip side, it's just I think there probably are situations on good teams where Thad could probably play a little bit more than he will here. I mean, JaVale McGee, DeAndre Ayton, both here, not going anywhere. Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder at the four spot. It is a little bit crowded. There's not an obvious 25, 30 minutes for him here. Like there might be elsewhere, but let's move on uh, to, I want to ask you about the DeAndre Ayton situation. Um, It's kind of all playing out in the open to an extent at this point, but I want to see from your perspective if there is a max out there, if you think there would be one out there for him if he hit restricted free agency. So we'll get to that in just a second. First, though, quick word from Prize Picks. All right, NBA fanatics. Prize picks is it daily fantasy made easy. We love this here at the Locked On Network, and we know you will too. Prize Picks has the best NBA Daily Fantasy prop game on the market. Prize Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players who are only recording a handful of minutes each game. You, They give you any prop you can think of from yardage, touchdowns, interceptions, thrown, points, assists, rebounds. All of your users that deposit and use the promo code NBA here on the Locked On Network will get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So you can double your money up to $100 if you use the promo code NBA. Pick two to five players every day and an over-under projection, and you can win up to 10 times any entry. So you're mixing and matching with the over-unders as well as the daily fantasy lineups. You're playing the odds while also playing the points. It's fun. It's everywhere. You can get it on the App Store or the Google Play Store. It takes just 60 seconds or less to make your picks and offers fast withdrawals as well. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use the promo code NBA or go to the App Store and download their app today. Use that same promo code and get that 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, Daily Fantasy made easy. All right, Jake. So as I was saying with the DeAndre Ayton situation, I'd be happy if you have more insight about how those negotiations are playing out. I have not seen you report on that too extensively, so I won't put you in the spot there of having to answer for it. But the other part of this is I was going around and a lot of teams punted on their cap space for 2022. So I'm wondering if you see a max out there for DeAndre Ayton next summer, what people tend to think of him in your conversations around the NBA? I'm sure people are talking about it. People have
1: definitely talked about it. Um, I mean, it's, far, it's hard to find an executive outside of Phoenix, let's say, who looking in on that situation from the outside is, is saying, "Why? like, you got to pay the guy. I, I think that's pretty much across the board. I mean, you have a young center who is – a two-way force who just helped you make the finals for the first time after making the playoff, you know, missing the playoffs and how long. Like, how do you not reward that person, especially when you've got Devin Booker lined up um, and he seems to be the anchor to the opposite end of your lineup. So that's definitely, I mean, what so I can say with confidence that you know, this is not a dynamic that I think would be existing if, um, I mean, let's let's call a spade a spade. Robert Sarver has a long history of not, being so willing to get out his checkbook, right? I mean, even the whole Chris Paul dynamic this summer, sure, was what was Paul and, and were his people not trying to get himself the biggest pay that he could possible? Yes. And do I think they used the the um Pelicans' little outreach trying to make an offer for him as a means to have some leverage against Phoenix? Yes. Um, but at the same time, like Chris Paul got you helped get you to the finals too. And like, it's, I mean, the Hawks are in a similar situation. Like, you gotta pay the guys that got you there. That's just a way you build sustainable winning long-term. I mean, we were just talking about San Antonio. Like, you want to keep Phoenix if you're Robert Sarver, if you're James Jones, if you're other members of that front office. Like, you want to keep this roster moving in a way that has continuity and year after year success and the best way to do that is to reward people who are successful underneath you um so i would expect this to get kind of resolved in the summer i think early bird um conversations are a little bit of a standoff sometimes when a front office is like really thinks that um you know that that person just based they've they've got a case numerically analytically whatever to to hold out uh, a couple check holes and they want to and a lot of times they'll say behind doors, like, go out and show us that you're worth the full max. And at the end of the year, we'll give it to you pretty quickly. And this could be a situation where on day one of free agency, DeAndre will yeah. find a full max. That That's very plausible too. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily the end of the world, you know, cataclysmic alarm bells going off for Phoenix, but it's not a great situation. Absolutely. No. And you would have
0: liked, I think as a Suns fan, if this just, got wrapped up as quickly as it did in other cities, right? Shea, Gilders Alexander, and, and and that type of guy who, you know, I think DeAndre is probably looking at saying, what has he proven? But at the same time, you know, that franchise had different priorities and, and it worked out. So I think you would have preferred that if you're a Suns fan, but I've been sounding the same thing. Like if it doesn't happen, that doesn't mean that DeAndre Ayton is leaving. This is an early negotiation window. There will be plenty of time. They can talk about it between now and then. He can prove it throughout the regular season and postseason this year, and they can revisit. So I, I tend to agree with you. We did, just for listeners, see, thanks to TMZ Sports, uh, that the two did meet this week, I think on Wednesday, uh, maybe Tuesday, out here solo. People <laughs> took pictures of them and and everything. So solo meeting, Sarver Aiton, we'll see how that plays out, but that's where things stand. It, I, the last thing on this, Jake, is it seems like you feel pretty – Confident that Chris Paul staying, Cameron Payne staying, the team winning a lot hasn't necessarily changed the way that Robert Sarver is thought about in the <laughs>
1: NBA. Is that is that accurate? I think your actions speak louder than your words, right? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think. Well, I guess I've... in this sense, it is words because it is a negotiation. Um, but yeah, the stance, the stance he's taken here, the fact that he hasn't locked that guy up right away. Especially yeah. where you mentioned all these teams with, with, with no free agency, uh, you know, no real captain coming up next summer. Like it's a it's a trend around the league right now where teams are locking up guys and the the reigning Western Conference champions aren't that, that's kind of suspect.
0: That's true. I think fans are are worried about the same thing. I I was I've been a skeptic and a critic of servers when it comes to this in particular for a long time. How could you not be? I actually think I'm fans I expected fans to come around a little bit more than they have just from the winning season, but you win and then the expectations raise. And I I think that's fair. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Uh, One last question for you after a quick break, Jake, first though, a word from Theragun don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body, whether you're an elite athlete or someone just like us trying to make it through the day, tension free. Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good, it goes to the source of the pain by releasing tension using their signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Theragun trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid, as well as elite athletes like the Valley's own DeAndre Hopkins, as well as hundreds of thousands of customers just like me, probably just like many of you, but maybe not the Gen 4. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199 by going to Therabody, com slash locked on right now to get your Gen Four Theragun today. That's therabody.com/slash/locked-on. Today's show also brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. And Built Bar likes to say a the healthiest candy bar ever. Not hard to see why. Each one covered in 100% chocolate, soft, easy to chew. No more than five grams of sugar. No more than 180 calories. And packed with 17 to 18 grams of protein in each and every bar. Got the classic favorites like Double Chocolate, my personal favorite, or Raspberry, as well as the new fall and summer flavors like German Chocolate and Cookie Dough Chunk. They might sound like they range and they vary. Oh, I want to avoid that one. Too sweet, too sugary. That's eh, not the deal. They are all the same. They are getting you that nice filling calorie uh, snack pick-me-up that you need without overdoing it. Go to belt.com use the promo code locked 15 to try yours and get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code locked on for 15% off at built.com. All right, Jake Fisher here with us. I did not do, uh, myself any favors here. I did not plug your book yet, Jake. I apologize. Built to lose talks a ton about the sons. I think that's yeah, yeah. actually the first time that I reached out initially was to have you on to talk about Ryan McDonough, but I think the fans would, would just, uh, put me over a spit and kill me if I continue to talk about Ryan McDonough. So we'll leave that conversation for a different day, but he writes a Bleacher Report. Follow him at Jake L. Fisher. Let's close out on something you reported on today, Jake, which is, um, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons. I don't know how many Suns fans, I'm sure Suns fans are looking at that and saying, thank God, we're not dealing with it. But I do think the piece you put out this morning on Bleacher Report about how the relationship between players and teams is changing is really interesting and it's going to play out for, I mean, no team is going to avoid how these dynamics are are changing. So if if somebody's looking at these situations and feeling like, what the hell is going on? We had James Harden doing whatever he was doing in the fall, partying and, and making a mockery of the situation and then getting his way to his chosen team after all. And then these two guys now and sitting out and and taking paychecks away from themselves and not getting vaccinated and all the, all the, the stuff that's going on. What, what should fans take away from how this is affecting the league big picture?
1: I think big picture um, the overall vaccine situation has been kind of a black eye on the league, even though, yes, there are you know, overwhelming, the overwhelming majority of players are vaccinated, but this kind of has continued to be in the spotlight. It's cost a negative light, you know, on the NBA and Ben Simmons, his trade request has also, you know, raised alarm bells about, you know, players signing long expensive deals and then requesting a trade elsewhere. I mean, Giannis is obviously entrenched in Milwaukee now, but that was part of his calculus too. When he resigned with the Bucks last year, he thought, you know, if it doesn't go well, I can always request a trade. And I think both of these situations are, are going to impact the upcoming CBA negotiations that will happen at a certain point between 2022 and 2024 where the league and owners are going to want the union to make a concession, and uh, some somehow based off of um, them refusing to have a vaccine mandate, and they're going to want to try to institute a way to penalize players for requesting a trade, sometime some way minor, uh, monetarily, in a way that's kind of like a reverse trade kicker situation. So there's other things that they're always been looking at. Um, this this all all this stuff came from. Um, a memo that the league sent out to teams in late August asking for feedback by September 22nd. So kind of talk to people around the league about what they did send back to the NBA. There's a lot in that story. um, That's a little bit more context to it, but that's the quick answer I have for you right now.
0: How do you think, because I'm sure the other thing that like a Suns fan would be looking at is how can we avoid the chaos that other teams have like this server thing, is its own deal if they lose DeAndre and that's crappy and would hurt their odds a lot but at the same time it's not nearly the the, the level that some of these other franchises are dealing with what no. do you think is sort of the competitive advantage that can try to keep things away or is it just the the nature of things and, and players are going to do this and, and that's the state of, of affairs going forward
1: I think every team right now is struggling with trying to find the right balance of winning in the NBA is about compiling all-stars. And th- the way to do that is to keep them happy and happy together it- it within your city and your franchise. Right. And there's a tough balance at play with, you know, bending over backwards to cater to these guys, but also recognizing that there's still just one or two or three employees of an overall organization that, you know, the NBA is a business, right. Where you know other people's um, intentions and, and and beliefs, you know, sometimes do deserve more merit than those top two players, even though they are essentially the whole reason why that team is contending. You know, everyone's perspective in a competitive industry is only theirs, and sometimes you know a different person's perspective is better than yours, right? So, I think it's just Suns fans can take can take. Um, Solace in the fact that it's a tough bounce, every team is, is trying to figure out, and no one really has the right answer for right now.
0: Yeah, I think uh, if anybody is taking solace, it might be Chris Paul that he doesn't have to involve himself in the negotiations that you're talking about because I don't wish that on anybody. Um, but thank you for your insight, man. I know you got to get out of here. Um, he is Jake Fisher. You can follow him at Jake L. Fisher on Twitter and read his book, Built to Lose. Read him at Bleacher Report. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, man.